This morning's scripture from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 3, reading from verse 19b. And this morning I'm reading the contemporary English version. Listen for God's word for us today. Jesus went back home, and once again such a large crowd gathered that there was no chance even to eat. When Jesus' family heard what he was doing, they thought he was crazy and went to get him under control. Some teachers of the law of Moses came from Jerusalem and said, this man is under the power of Beelzebul, the ruler of demons. He's even forcing out demons with the help of Beelzebul. Jesus told the people to gather around them. Then he spoke to them in parables and asked, how can Satan force himself out? A nation whose people fight each other won't last very long, and a family that fights won't last long either. So if Satan fights against himself, that will be the end of him. How can anyone break into the house of a strong man and steal his things unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can take everything. I promise you that any of the sinful things you say or do can be forgiven, no matter how terrible those things are. But if you speak against the Holy Spirit, you can never be forgiven. That sin will be held against you forever. Jesus said this because the people were saying that he had an evil spirit in him. Jesus' mother and brothers came and stood outside. Then they sent someone with a message for him to come out to them. The crowd that was sitting around Jesus told him, your mother and your brothers and your sisters are outside and want to see you. Jesus asked, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Then he looked at the people sitting around him and said, here are my mother and my brothers. Anyone who obeys God is my brother or sister or mother. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, what do you think? Was Jesus crazy? I wonder, don't you wonder if he showed up today, how many of us would think, oh yeah, this guy is a screw loose. He is a space cadet, one card short of a full house, insane, nutso, out of his mind. This guy is cuckoo cray cray, or possibly possessed by demons. Why? Because he's doing what no sane person would do. He's pouring himself out for a raggedy crowd of strangers who won't even give him a minute's peace. He's arguing with the authorities about religion and politics, and everyone knows who'll win that fight. He's saying things that we all know aren't true, that the poor are blessed, the persecuted are the lucky ones, that you should turn the other cheek or go the extra mile or give your coat away and your shirt as well. <laughs> now that's just crazy. He's mixing with folks who have contagious diseases, who are despised and disliked and dangerous. He teaches in riddles, answers questions with questions, is always on the move. He's a homeless man. So yeah, they thought he was crazy then. And if he showed up today, my bet is we'd say he was crazy now. I know, I know, it's embarrassing to admit it. After all, if Jesus is crazy, and we're all here trying to figure out what it means to follow Jesus, then what does that say about us? 
It was embarrassing enough back in the day that only Mark talked about it. Matthew and Luke, they borrow all sorts of stories from Mark when they wrote their Gospels, but this one, uh uh-uh, no way. Let's leave that one alone. Better not talk about it. This story is only in the Gospel of Mark. You see, Jesus is causing more than a scene. He's upending understandings and long-held beliefs about the way things are. He's overturning the conventional wisdom with the holy foolishness that says how all people should be valued, how society might embrace rather than alienate, how economies could benefit all rather than some, how religion might shake and challenge rather than placate and comfort, how God's power will trump human power every single time. Jesus is unsettling. He's sparking questions, arousing curiosity, gathering crowds who long for something more out of life than their status quo, offering hope that their lives might improve, inviting us all to be born again, holding out the truth that God is on the prowl and the kingdom of God is at hand and a different world is possible. And so people are concerned. The authorities are alerted. His family comes, his mother and his brothers, to get him under control, the Bible says, to restrain him, to take him home, to keep him safe and quiet and out of sight. And maybe, just maybe, we do the same thing. We keep Jesus out of sight. Could it be that the church is the guiltiest party in keeping the gospel safe? After all, we like to think of Jesus and the church as something that keeps everything ticking along smoothly. The church should be a stabilizing influence, a societal norm helpful for sound adjustment to today's society, shouldn't it? After all, isn't that why we're here? We're looking for solutions, strategies, approaches to help us figure out how to remain sane in this crazy world where we need to adjust to relentless work demands, adapt to violence in our streets, accept the constant presence of hunger, homelessness, racism, wars, terrorism, and heaven knows what else. We come to church to regain our sanity, to reassert our sense of security, to settle our unsettledness. And then, for God's sake, if Jesus doesn't come along and upend it all, He refuses to let us adapt, accept, adjust to the world. He invites us to see that God has more in store for us than we'd ever imagined, more than we even dared to hope. Jesus asks us to dream more deeply and live more boldly than we ever thought possible, not just for larger realities for our own lives, but for a different world, a new creation. Jesus asks us to be crazy enough to believe, to stand up for justice, to work for peace, to reconcile with our enemies, to care for the disadvantaged and outcast, to participate in God's kingdom armed with nothing more than faith and hope and a passionate vision of life lived fully in love with God. So perhaps we shouldn't be surprised 
that Jesus' family stage is an intervention. They show up where he's working, but the house is packed and they can't get in. Someone gets word to Jesus, hey, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. And when he heard it, he said effectively, those aren't my mother and brothers. You are. If you are willing to be crazy with me, crazy in love with God and with all God's people and with this amazing planet, if you are willing to pour yourself out for its sake, then you are my mother and my brother and my sister. So much for traditional family values on this Mother's Day. I somehow doubt this response did anything to satisfy his family or even his friends that he hadn't lost his mind. So maybe, maybe the question isn't, do you think Jesus is crazy? But do people think you are? Because if you claim to follow Jesus and someone doesn't think you're at least a little bit nuts, then maybe you're doing it wrong. After all, Jesus is always pushing the boundaries of what is socially and religiously acceptable in order to reach more folks with the always surprising, often upsetting, unimaginably gracious and offensively inclusive love of God. Are we? Are we crazy enough to love like Jesus? Because let me tell you, the world needs some crazy Christians. And I mean crazy in a good way, in a Jesus kind of way. Because as the right Reverend Michael Curry, the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church has already said, sane, sanitized Christianity is killing us. The world doesn't need any more sane, sanitized, safe Christianity designed to be our pacifier, our safe house, our structured assurance that God is on our side. No, what the world needs now are some Christians crazy enough to love like Jesus, crazy enough to believe that the love of God is greater than all the powers of evil and death, crazy enough to believe that children don't have to go to bed hungry, crazy enough to believe that there is a way to bend our guns into plows, our tanks into pruning hooks, crazy enough to believe that every human being, every single one, has been created in the image of God and meant to be treated as such. Crazy enough to believe that the Holy Spirit is still blowing through us, no matter who we are, no matter how young or how old, how strong, how weak, binding us all together to be the body of Jesus Christ alive and at work in the world today. And that we, you and me, can help bring about the kingdom of God now, here, today. Now, that's just crazy. Jesus Christ kind of crazy.